Hello everybody. So, well, I'll just be giving you a couple interesting thoughts, I hope, and useful, about uh, 5MEO DMT, non-duality, valence, and uh, how it all relates to uh, symmetry. Uh, first, uh, definitely, you know, I'm trying these uh, kind of like just like spontaneously talking about interesting ideas. I mean, usually most of the, you know, uh, written up content that I put online um, is, yeah, really well curated. I, I really spend a lot of time like making sure that it's actually high quality and useful and like novel. I'm trying out these, you know, video series, just kind of like speaking my mind so that you guys can actually get a more frequent content. Let me know if you think, you know, this is valuable or if it's not valuable. Maybe I should just like, you know, focus on writing, <laughs> not do this kind of thing. So anyway, to get started, uh, the Quilly of the day, uh, Tabasco sauce, I find it to be kind of a pretty good uh, uh, a sweet spot when it comes to the spiciness of it. I believe it's about, about like... 5,000 Scoville units, and I like the acidity of it. It's kind of a, has a little bit of a vinegar tasting, uh, which I don't generally enjoy vinegar, but in tobacco sauce, I do. Um, and it's a way of modulating the energy parameter as well as having kind of some immediate and, you know, pretty tolerable, but noticeable uh, pain quilia, uh, which yeah, can be energizing in, in small amounts. Anyway, um, let's get started. So, a lot of people know, you know, 5-MeO DMT <laughs> is very different than regular DMT. I have an article in Quality Computing called, you know, 5-MeO DMT versus NNDMT, where I go over kind of like, you know, nine different lenses uh, through which you can analyze these uh, two substances and the way in which they are very, very different. Um, and I recommend reading it. Now, one thing that, you know, is thrown around all the time when it, uh, you know, 5-MeO-DMT comes, comes into the picture is that it makes you feel, or at least, or, you know, some people say it makes you realize that we are all one consciousness. And, you know, I like the term open individualism. I talk a lot about it. I think it's very valid. You know, this notion that in some very, 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 very deep sense, uh, we're all the same, the same consciousness, which is really trippy and weird. Um, personally, I prefer to argue it from a, the point of view of, you know, rigorous science and philosophy. I think there's like very powerful arguments that can, um, yeah, b basically build a strong case for it. I have a series about that in the YouTube channel. You're welcome to, to check it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to get like an actual super powerful experiential intuition for open individualism, I, I do think, you know, like 5-MeO DMT does the trick. It really, 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 really strongly makes you feel open individualism as the ultimate truth. Now, it's a really good question, why? And uh, basically, I think that to truly get, you know, a sense of what on earth Pyramio <laughs> DMT is all about, you really need to bring into the picture um, the symmetry theory of valence, something like, as well, you know, neural annealing, and uh, also, you know, topological segmentation. <laughs> These are like big, 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 big topics. I'm not going to cover them in detail, but I do want to say a couple things about them. So, um, I mean, first of all, um, this is like an experiment you could definitely do if you have heavy meo DMT, is that you will notice that, um, you know, there's all sorts of kind of like interesting like metronomes, um, neural metronomes like going on all the time in your body. 
Uh, I've talked about how, like for example, anxiety is very, very tightly coupled with basically having kind of constant prediction errors in your bodily state. He's like, oh, did my heartbeat go kind of a, uh, did it skip a beat? Or like, you know, is something going on wrong with my leg or my stomach or so on. Whereas a deep state of relaxation is where actually there's nothing salient about your, your, your bodily state. If anything, you know, the entirety of the bodily state is kind of like resonating in a pleasant way. And um, I mean, I, I urge you to, for example, close your eyes in meditation, even just completely sober meditation, although this is like even much more obvious on psychedelics or even cannabis. But something that you will notice is that, you know, in your visual field, you will have lots of kind of little tiny sparks of all kinds of different, you know, spatial and temporal frequencies. And if you meditate for like, you know, even just like 20 minutes, even if you're like new to meditation, you will notice that slowly as you as you chill as you chill out you will start to notice how the little you know metronomes the little sparks in your visual field will basically start to synchronize you know this is the the concept of um oscillatory synchrony basically uh, and it is a you know an annealing process and it's something that um after a while you know like after even just like 20 minutes uh, it's probably more evident after like 40 minutes or so but you know even after like 20 minutes you may get like this strobing effects, where basically in your visual field, you're starting to have kind of these, uh, you know, pulsating flashes of bright, uh, kind of like bright qualia versus uh, kind of uh, a dull qualia alternating at particular frequencies. And um, you can kind of like play this out. And if you do, essentially, you will start also noticing valence effects. You know, if you can see kind of like the, the strobing effects in your visual field, you know, that feels kind of pleasant. It feels like it's doing something kind of healthy and uh, in some sense like wholesome to your nervous system. It's even better if that strobing is actually synchronized with your, with your biorhythms. It's even better if it's synchronized across your entire nervous system. And I think like, you know, one of the reasons why meditation is so beneficial for your state of consciousness is that over time you basically entrain these states of what we call high integration, where basically a lot of your subsystems are actually able to, almost in a, in a fractal way, basically entrain with one another and kind of like work together as a unified system. And 5-MeO-DMT does this to an extreme extent. I mean, basically a couple of seconds after, you know, you start feeling the effects, you will notice how like a lot of your metronomes start to basically synchronizing. Like and everything just kind of ends up being this like highly integrated um, state of consciousness. It's is really really extreme. I mean, it's like an extreme effect size. Uh, we're talking about you know many standards of deviation above the mean when it comes to you know how integrated your nervous system is on on 5-MeO DMT. And a lot of the, I think, like negative sensations that happen on 5-MeO-DMT are like intimately connected with basically, you know, your, <laughs> your addictions, your proclivities, your, your habits, basically being out of sync with kind of that, you know, set of frequencies that are basically integrating the rest of your nervous system. And that being out of sync uh, is actually profoundly dissonant. Now, that is the sort of language I would use, you know, to characterize the experience. A lot of, you know, practitioners that, you know, give therapy with 5-MeO-DMT, but tend to say something like, is the ego resisting, you know? But, you know, I don't particularly find, you know, the language of kind of like ego resistance as that illuminating. It's clearly pointing to something very real. Uh, it's, you know, pointing to something that actually matters for the from the point of view of valence, how good you feel and how beneficial the experience is. Uh, 
And, you know, this whole idea of like letting go on a psychedelic state that, that basically allows you to be, allows it to be more beneficial is in some sense that you're kind of not trying to control it and you're allowing this integration process to go uninterrupted with, you know, like kind of top-down tweaks that you're trying to, to tune it up. Uh, or in some sense, even like top-down um, tweaks that are trying to maintain the self-organizing principles upon which, let's say, your addictions are based. Instead, you know, you just let these holistic and wholesome integration process take over. And yeah, that becomes a kind of reset, you know, a reset of your nervous system, the kind of um, things you self-organize with. And, uh, you know, I consider that to be extremely beneficial. And if I were to, you know, kind of design the 5-MeO DMT therapy protocol, personally, I wouldn't say anything of the sort of like, hey, you have to plunge in head first and take a high dose and experience oneness ultimately and then come back because the risk of a, of a, of a bad trip is just ex extraordinarily high in that sort of circumstance. And personally, I actually care a lot about the welfare of individual moments of experiences. In other words, you may come out of the trip and say, you know, it was worth it. It was good. I confronted my demons and so on. But during it, you know, you had a massively amplified you know, energy and a massively amplified dissonance. And, you know, I mean, maybe you want to disown those, you know, time slices, but, you know, I care about them. I care about all of the time slices of consciousness in the entire universe. Like, um, so yeah, I mean, basically we should have a welfare state, universal welfare state for all time slices, not only, you know, closed individualist, you know, um, beings, so to speak. Anyway, um, there's this whole question of like, you know, what is the ver veracity, like how true is kind of the like sense of oneness. And I think um, the way to actually tackle this is uh, talking about the difference between internal boundaries versus external boundaries or global boundaries uh, and topological segmentation. And, you know, this is, this is kind of crazy, but I think it's hopeful. So uh, let me show you, for example, uh, okay, so here you have like a balloon. Well, I didn't have a balloon, but I did have some condoms. Um, so <laughs> uh, basically uh, you can think of this balloon, let's say at the surface of it, you can think of it as kind of, you know, the fabric of reality, you know, maybe the universal wave function of quantum mechanics or, or, or something like that. And I would say, that the reason why you are individuated, you know, the reason why you are a particular moment of experiences that you, you nominally is like separated from the rest of reality is that you're, you know, topologically segmented out from the rest of reality. And, you know, what that might look like is something like this. It's kind of, you have the, the, the balloon, this is the rest of reality. And this little, you know, this little corner of it, that might be you. And there's like a lot of others like around here, like brains, might in some sense like pinch off the electromagnetic field or other like fundamental fields upon which consciousness is carried and creating these little topological segments uh, and in some sense you know you're still fundamentally what you are is the field and in that sense we're all one at the same time you're a topological segment of it in, in that other sense you know you are yeah distinct moment of experience, a time slice. Now, I would emphasize that this is not just you over time. Actually, like you are over time, there's like a whole bunch of moments of experience that your brain is generating. And in that sense, there would be like one of these and one of these and one of these and one of these organized over time. And that is in a sense, uh, you know, the sequence of uh, experiences that we all are. Now, 
intuitively, you know, you take 5-amino DMT and you merge with the cosmos. And some people take that completely literally. Uh, and what that may be is that in some sense you are unraveling kind of this pinch point and for a brief while you actually become contiguous with the rest, you know, the rest of the surface of reality. And, you know, granted, the intensity of the experience of 5-MeO-DMT really makes it, you know, compellingly so. You know, people talk about, like, I've experienced the brightness of a billion suns or something like that, which, you know, I personally think it's uh, exaggerated. I do suspect you probably are actually able to experience, you know, up to, like, a hundred times more consciousness on a given you know, time slice during uh, 5-MeO-DMT, you know, breakthrough dose. Um, at the same time, I don't think it's infinite, and I don't think it is, you know, actually like billions. We're not talking about that, that scale. Um, so instead, I think what may be going on is that normally, not only you have a global boundary with the rest of reality, which may, you know, be um, kind of um, this boundary, <laughs> you know, not only do you have a boundary with the rest of reality, you also have a bunch of internal boundaries. And what those internal boundaries may look like is like you take basically this balloon and you kind of like make this pinch point this way, you know? And that, in a sense, is an internal boundary, what I might call an internal boundary. And in this model, you know, there's almost kind of like a hierarchy of it. Like if, if this was actually higher dimensional, you could have like, you know, like a surface that is like six dimensional, and then uh, you can have like a uh, like a four-dimensional pinch point, and that pinch point itself could be further segmented in in several ways. So you can have like this hierarchy of topologies, uh, topological segments of different dimensions. And five uh, meo DMT would basically melt those internal boundaries, and that might look like well, you used to have a pinch point here, and then on five meo DMT it gets released. And yes, well, all of a sudden you have kind of this like smooth surface without boundaries, without internal boundaries. And that might be indistinguishable from, you know, the internal point of view as actually merging with the rest of reality. It might just be actually impossible to distinguish the two because, you know, in what way do you actually experience the rest of reality? Well, as part of your own internal, you know, inner world simulation. And in that sense, yeah, the, the sense of, a, of an other completely disappears on 5-MeO-DMT. Now, um, there's also something else to add here, which is that the valence dramatically, dramatically increases or decreases. You know, 5-MeO-DMT tends to generate time slices of experience that are either like extremely blissful or extremely unpleasant. And uh, I think like, in some sense, this could be understood in terms of changing the topology of your consciousness such that certain emergent properties of that field basically acquire more symmetry. And I would point you to, and you know, there's, <laughs> this is for reals, like it, it may sound like I'm joking, but there's actually a, a, a theorem in math called the Harry Ball theorem, uh, which basically states that, you know, if you have like a, a sphere and you have a vector field on top of that sphere, like it really doesn't, like as long as it's continuous, uh, it really doesn't matter how you comb it, it will always have a sticking pole. And, you know, with this metaphor, which, you know, in some sense might actually be true, you know, if we actually believe that, you know, consciousness is implemented with these fundamental fields, you know, usually your ego, you know, your sense of a separate self might actually be something like that. It might be kind of this like sticking point in the vector field of the surface of your experience. And, you know, you can do 
all you want of trying to recombat and thinking in different ways and modifying, you know, and so on. But as long as you don't change the global topology of it, you will always, 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 no matter what, have these like sticking pole where all of the vectors end up kind of like pointing in the same direction and outwards. Uh, there's just no way around it. Now, if 5MEO DMT, you can think of it as like, well, it's uh, undergoing some kind of process that basically changes the global topology of your experience. Uh, and let's say now you have a torus, you know, kind of like the surface of a donut. And if you have the surface of a donut, you can actually comb it. If, if there's a, a vector field on the surface of that, of that donut, you can actually comb that vector field such that there's actually no place where the vectors converge. And in that sense, you know, if the ego, you know, kind of this reference point is, <laughs> is the sticking pole, you know, changing topology all of a sudden enables you to actually have these like smooth, smooth vector fields. And I think like, yeah, I mean, when you experience 5-MeO DMT and, and you experience this complete and total, you know, uh, melting of internal boundaries, I would say, yeah, that that's kind of the signature of a global topology change. And in that sense, um, there is uh, something really profound happening at the topological level. And I suspect that's, yeah, probably, probably um, pointing in the right direction. Uh, I'm just gonna uh, conclude with a, <laughs> a one point. Uh, I know it's, uh, it's I'm, I'm taking uh, actually way more time than I thought it would take me to explain. And that is that um, because we care about individual moments of experience, well, you know, ideally uh, we should care about the entirety of consciousness, you know, Every moment of experience in the entire multiverse ideally would be one that isn't, you know, suffering. <laughs> um, I think that um, it's important to basically work your way up to higher dosages. And I, I really, really strongly advance, you know, uh, strongly advise against just randomly jumping into a high dose. And in some sense, you could even say that, you know, you have that attitude. If you have that attitude, they're like, nope, I want to go all the way from the very beginning. That's kind of the ego talking. And it's, you know, actually you may get really badly hurt, traumatized. Don't do it. I mean, take one milligram. Actually, like meditate for like one hour, then take one milligram. You know, then another day meditate for one hour, then take two milligrams. <laughs> another time meditate for one hour and take three milligrams. Um, that is the, the path I would recommend. Um, and personally, I suspect it's also the most beneficial when it comes to long-term changes, uh, because yeah, this gradual process will actually anneal these high integration, uh, quotient into your nervous system. Uh, anyway, I want to wrap it up that way and, uh, best of luck and infinite bliss.